comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Emergency. Batman speaking. Warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. The biggest. Tell them, Robin. Holy surprises, Batman! It's really exciting. Soon, very soon, Batman and I will be batapulting right out of your TV sets and onto your theater screens. That's right, Robin. Our first full-length motion picture feature in color opens a whole new world of thrills. The big screen gives us more space on land, sea, and in the air to challenge the most bataclysmic collection of super criminals that ever plotted to take over the world. <laughs> Bring me the bat shark repellent. <laughs> yes. And then there's a five-minute sequence of him going down the ladder. <laughs> to <answer. laughs> oh, right. It, we kept going like, any day now, Robin, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's take your time, though, coming down that bat ladder. <laughs> the bat ladder. <laughs> Everything was the bat thing. Oh, it was so great. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Comic Book Logic. I'm your host, Joe, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Kevin. Happy Batman Day, old chum. <laughs> old chum. <laughs> it looks like, according to this riddle, it means Batman Day. Put it together. <laughs> Batman Day. Holy Batman Day, Batman. And in case you Aww. haven't figured it out, we're doing Batman the movie. 1966. And this is probably the oldest movie we will do on this podcast. I don't know. There's some old stuff. If we went and did like the old timey, like, like super, old serials yeah, and things Superman like versus that, the Mole Man. We should. <laughs> Superman versus the League of Crime. If we do this long enough, we're going to well, have probably. no choice yeah. but to get there. Uh, is this George Reeves before or after he was shot? Mm. <laughs> was he watching footage in uh in Hogan's basement? <laughs> so this is the I don't know, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm getting ahead no, of no. us or or stealing your thunder but um the, there's it's there's so much there's so many stars aligning for us doing this be, uh, both good and bad this is the 50th anniversary of this movie. Yes. Um, well, I think it came out during the summer, so it's not yeah. like to the day, but 50 years of y Batman yeah, the movie. But to to our younger audiences, movies used to come out in the 60s, and then they would play for four years. <laughs> right, exactly. It would play at your local Penny Arcade. Yeah. And then it would be like, oh, Batman the movie's still playing? All right, I guess I'll go see it. Here's my quarter. Give me all your food. <laughs> I've seen this movie 74 times. It only cost me a nickel. This week. Yeah. <laughs> because parents would just drop their kids off at the movies on a Saturday yeah. in the morning and then pick them up in the evening. And they also didn't have the internet. Well, yeah. No, that was the main thing. Oh, it was the Dark Ages. And also, uh, earlier this month, uh, this movie's director, Leslie H. Martinson, he just, did a lot of yeah, TV, passed, passed away, away. Yeah, at the young age of 101. <laughs> All of the stars aligned. Batman Day, <laughs> the 50th anniversary of the movie, the guy died. The guy died. <laughs> Actually, the guy who uh, designed the original Batmobile uh, died as well, oh, just this right. earlier this yeah. year. Yeah. 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 See? Yeah. It's it's all aligning. Yeah, it, it, we had no choice but to do, but and and it, and it popped up on Netflix. So it's Mercury's like... in retrograde. 
I mean, that that doesn't have anything to do with this podcast, but it's making my cats bitey. I know, but it, it actually, <laughs> it probably would have been a clue to a mystery in this movie. <laughs> exactly. And Mercury's in, metro, in retrograde. What does that mean, Robin? It's the Riddler! <laughs> That's still too straightforward. It's true. We can't. I don't even know that I can get on the wavelength that the writers were on when they were coming up with this nonsense. Well, let me let me start off this podcast uh, like we do normally. What did you know about the 1966 Batman TV show? Um, enough. I had seen this movie. <laughs> I had Nick at Night as a kid. <laughs> well, I exactly. I you know, I definitely, obviously caught it here and there. I never watched it really faithfully. I'm sure there's a lot I hadn't seen, but. It's such a part of like the culture now. It's the, Americana. The Biff and the Bam and the you know the Zwamp and Zwamp. all the goofy Zwamp. stuff that Schlapp. they come up with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oy vey! Like to go back to our off mic conversation. Turd. About the, <laughs> turd. Moot. Moot. <laughs> God, I wish I would have been alive. <laughs> In the 1960s, to write for the Batman TV show. <laughs> yes, I would have. That would be a dream job to write. Oh, great, <laughs> great stuff. No, it, it, it's a super fun show. I mean, you have to be in the mindset for it. You yeah. can't. I, I, I worry that it's. We just had a big like box set reissue yeah, they this just year, like in reissued Blu-ray, it. and so. it's like really well, like uh, well treated. <laughs> it, it they took a lot of care and love in that box set. Well, they did, if you like a giant, clunky yeah. box set that's going to take up a huge amount of space. You and that I you're don't never like that. But, know. you know, there are people who are like, this is the greatest box set of all time. Yeah, just give me the movies and the bonus features. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> well, you know, people want their little toy bat car and yeah. everything else, the bat copter. <laughs> it's like, look how much money I spent. <laughs> exactly. They brag. Hey, I still got my Stargate SG-1 box set that doesn't fit anywhere, but I refuse to get rid of it. <laughs> there you go. I love that show. Um, no, the Batman 19, uh, the Batman 66 TV show, of course, was a three-season TV sh- uh, show that ran in Batman in 1966. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to parse terms on that one. It was, it was a um, bi-weekly show. They would show two episodes, um, half hour long, and they would... It, it followed a very standard format. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would start off with... The villain of the week would show up and start a crime, and it was like a mystery slash teaser. And then uh, Chief O'Hara and the mayor would uh, would get together. Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara would get together, and they would you know call Batman yeah. on the on the big red phone. Yep. Bruce Wayne, millionaire Bruce Wayne, would answer the phone, and then he'd be like, "To the Bat Cave," and they would run, and they would. Use the Reese, Reese, the stock footage of them coming yes. down the bat pole and jumping into the Batmobile <laughs> and riding out the bat cave every week. It was the same footage. You never realize that you're like, they must have filmed this a thousand times. No, yeah. it was the same thing over and over again. Sure. Uh, then they would do the investigation, which would usually rely on the villains leaving very obvious clues and sometimes yeah. not so obvious clues <laughs> as to what they were up to. By the way, what's so great about old TV? Is and, and like something I bemoan now for similar reasons, but somehow back then it seemed so much better. It was a three season TV show, 120 <laughs> episodes. Yeah, doing the math on that is it's, staggering. It's like a Desi Lu production. <laughs> it's not like oh three. It's like Breaking would... Bad runs for five seasons and it has like 20 <laughs> episodes, and you're like, this is the greatest show of all time. And then this comes out, and they were just, they shot like fifty a week. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um, and usually the investigation would end with Batman or Robin or someone else being kidnapped. And it's a cliffhanger episode. It's like, will Batman get out of this one? Find out next week. Tune in the same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. Which is also in the American lexicon at this point. Same bat time, same bat channel. Um, Then it would come back in the next episode during the week where they would resolve the cliffhanger. And there would be like a, out of a 30 minute episode, which in 1966 time was about 28 minutes. Because the other two minutes were brought to you by the DuPont. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) There would be two when f- I'm cleaning the bat cave. <laughs> when I'm smoking in the bat cave, I like to smoke <laughs> Chesterfields. Um, and that would yeah, it would usually end up with like an t- holy smooth tobacco <laughs> flavor, Batman. <laughs> That's right, old chum. <laughs> now in menthol. Um, they would uh, it would be a 28 minute episode, and 14 of those minutes would be a fight scene. Yeah, that would take place, and it would be. This massive cartoony fight scene oh, with, yeah. where they would, you know, Batman would punch a villain and the big pow would pop up on right. the screen, a big cartoon pow. Um, the theme would play. Yeah. The pow would be accompanied would, by a, like a brassy. Yeah. It, sometimes it would be like the theme or it was like this really weird, like it was a 60s. So there was like, it was like go-go music playing yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. It was like. It's like they're swirling around. It's the cut episode where 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 where, uh, where Robin gets his uh, his draft papers. <laughs> oh no! When's your birthday, Dick? Bert, Dick. Dick. I keep Bert I'm, Ward. For, yeah, I know. Yeah. I keep forgetting which is which. We'll go into a little bit of the like the the cast and stuff later on. Yeah. But the, they would do it, and then it would be like. Weird. Th- it was very psychedelia, very monkeys esque. Yeah, where there'd be like dance numbers in the middle, where like, Batman would be like under a Joker's hallucinogen, and then d- where you get the Batusi, the the very famous like mm-hmm. where you parodied on the Simpsons and in Pulp Fiction, and just bizarre and people in gorgeous Technicolor makeup and costumes yeah. that probably didn't cost that much, but just the production value on the show was ridiculous. What a time that must have been <laughs> a shrill and pointless decade <laughs> with characteristic speed and resolve descend promptly to the bat cave <laughs> all right so starting off batman the movie <laughs> it starts off like I don't know, McCabin, Mrs. Miller, you know, it's like, it's like, it's millionaire Bruce Wayne as played by Adam West and his young ward, uh, 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 Dick Grayson driving in like a 62 Cadillac down the Santa Monica freeway. Yeah. It's almost like I expect them to pull into like an English villa and then it turns into like. 70s softcore like english softcore really like, i thought that's i had that same feeling maybe it's just very floral like the lenses are a little blurred you know there's was, some vaseline on the lenses probably i was thinking more of like <laughs> like maybe it's just because i'm thinking like the happy hooker goes to washington another right. one of adam west movies but i'm thinking of like god this does <laughs> seem like a softcore porn leonard cohen's play <laughs> leonard cohen <laughs> Yeah, they're they're driving down the expressway in this in this very very fancy Cadillac. Mm-hmm. It's a gigantic car. I was like, my god, they don't make cars like that anymore. No. Uh, yeah, and th- and th- then they. Um, That's why he doesn't really need a bat boat because he has that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no crap. To the aqua car. Yeah, let me. 
I have to pull. Okay, okay. So they, they and let's and let's not pretend like this is three episodes of the show, maybe four. It was, like, I think it would be four together. It was a buck forty-five. Yeah, because there's kind of like things like it's a continuous story like you were saying like one episode would technically be two episodes smushed together yeah that's kind of what this was it was like four episodes smushed together we'll kind of parse that out and uh so it starts off with a yacht an old-timey yacht like like probably a yacht that the uh i don't know the rockefellers had affairs on you know like this and like when you think of yacht nowadays you think of this grand gigantic boat it's like no this is like some this is like the african queen (laughs) right you know (laughs) Where Commodore Schmidlap is bringing <laughs> a very important discovery to a, to Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the boat is taken over by mysterious criminals, including the Joker, the Penguin, and the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, something's going on. Batman is finds out that this is going on, so he hops in the Batcopter with his ward. And then we get, and I absolutely love these, like flying around slowly like this was them being like we can take our time a little bit because we're doing we have the money movie and we've got the budget so they're flying around and it's just cutting to people being like cops are saluting yeah and they're like and there's another guy like bless you batman it feels good to know he's out there doing his job exactly like all these people it's broad daylight (laughs) it's like a tuesday afternoon (laughs) you know and they're flying around, you know, Gotham, and it's just like in this goofy thing that's a little personal helicopter that just has a bat painted on it. Uh, so as as Batman is about to get to the yacht, he's lowering down on on the ladder, and the yacht disappears. Up, up, up. The bat ladder. The bat ladder. Which is a, a ladder, except at the very bottom, he's tacked on a little banner that it's says... Bat ladder. It's all about branding, man. He was he understood about yeah. his personal brand. Yeah. The the, uh, the yacht disappears and a shark jumps up <laughs> and bites Batman on the leg. A shark. <laughs> the rubber shark. And there is literally a ten minutes and it's not ten minutes. It's like five minutes of Batman fighting the shark as Robin is descending a ladder with the anti shark spray. <laughs> He's reaching around with one leg, kicking yeah, he, it. Well, I think they and wanted it's to going thunk. I think thunk. they they wanted to show that Robin was a acrobat in yes. his in his previous life mm-hmm. before his parents were brutally murdered, <laughs> which they don't go into at all. Gloss over that. Yeah, you know, this is the one Batman movie where we don't get a Batman origin story. <laughs> and isn't it nice? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just like you've seen the show. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, you, you know read what's the, up. Yeah. Uh, Robin descends the ladder. It gives him the bad shark spray, and, and it disappears. And it turns out that the yacht was a projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hologram, hologram yacht. Yes. Um, oh, and by the way, we should also point out that Batman is only a millionaire here, you know, because yeah. of inflation. Because of inflation. <laughs> he it was to be a billionaire now, but just remember, yeah. it's like when we're old, Batman will be trillionaire Bruce Wayne. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget, the shark also explodes. <laughs> yes, because, right, the shark explodes when it hits the water, and I'd forgotten about that, and I lost my mind when the shark exploded, because I thought it was just like... Why wouldn't it explode? <laughs> yeah, um, there's... Then they, they go back to the commissioner's office where Batman is having a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a very different kind of Batman. <laughs> this is so... This is a very, like... He all but has his own call-in radio show at this point. <gasps> You're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Batman does his own weekly address right after the president. You're on the air with Batman. 
Batman. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, yeah, and where where a Miss Kitka, mm-hmm. the, a Soviet newspaper reporter from the Moscow Bugle, <laughs> from the Moscow Bugle, <laughs> great little joke, <laughs> goes up and um, it wants to get Batman to take off his mask, and of course yeah. everyone's like aghast at this notion. Whoa, right? <laughs> they like they literally did the nineteen like sixties like. <gasps> They're like, very angry. Yeah. Mon- someone's ah. monocle fell off. <laughs> yeah, right into his martini glass. Right. Yeah. Very eff- Right, everyone's drunk <laughs> at this point. The cast of Mad Men's in the background. <laughs> and Robin and Robin's like, we can't, you know, we can't play. He's like, not even our our families that we live with know about this. Which, first of all, who's he living with besides Batman? We don't know. Well, he's living with Alfred and Aunt Harriet. But like they know <laughs> yeah he's got a little like if i showed up with like a mask around my face my wife would be like why are you wearing that mask she wouldn't be like oh my god an intruder oh my god it's the boy wonder <laughs> <laughs> like obviously this is absurd and that's yeah. and that's fine but i love part of that scene too where she's like does the thing where she's like you're you're like a vigilante yeah and they're immediately like oh no they're deputized they're officially deputized, deputized by police. the police and so they're uh, they're officially part of the police force and robin is like support your local police, police. yeah because i'm <laughs> sure like, they well said robin. i'm sure they have warrants when they enter in every one of those abandoned war- warehouses of course <laughs> But it turns out that uh, Commodore Schmidlap was abducted by the United Underworld. Mm-hmm. First Gotham City, then the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of uh, Joker, Penguin, Riddler, and the Catwoman. Now, interesting little tidbit. Catwoman wasn't in the first scene because Julie Newmar didn't know she had the part until... Not Julie Newmar. Lee Merriweather. Uh, Lee Merriweather. Yep. I'm going to be doing that a lot because I always yeah. get those two confused. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lee, Lee Merriweather didn't know she was cast in the part. Until after they had already filmed that scene, so that's why she f- appears later in the in the, mm. the commissioner's office. I think it's worth taking a moment to figure out to to talk about how they determine how they figure out and solve the 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 mystery of who the four uh, bad guys are, Ugh. because the shark is a fish. Yes, that means the penguin. Yes, because where there's where there's a fish, fish there's, there's a penguin. penguin. The shark was pulling Batman's leg <laughs> like the joke like, like a joke the Joker yeah. and then Robin's deduction which is my favorite it happened at C like the letter C for Catwoman <laughs> I I was almost mad about that one because I was like you you could do but don't write this in if you don't have anything you you could do better than this Oh yeah and then I can't remember how they get to the Riddler, but it's just like, oh, it all adds up to a riddle, hence the, the Riddler. Riddler. Yes. And they were like, this was too fiendish for just three of them. Catwoman must be involved. It must be four. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out that Commodore Schmidlap had invented the dehydrator ray. Yeah. Which I have one upstairs I use for sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah. But they no, it's act- practical. He weaponized it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that he could turn people into dust. Now, sort of similar to another Batman movie we've seen. Mm. Um, let me talk about something. A couple things that I've noticed I noticed in the movie at this point. There are a ton of people saying yo-ho in this movie. <laughs> like they really steer hard into the pirate thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of nautical jargon going on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's one thing. And also what is he? What is he? Uh, Cretan one or 
henchmen one or something like that where they all come in to get tested by the dehydrator yeah they have like c1 on their chest uh-huh. and c2 like cretin one cretin two i'm just like <laughs> this is I, I don't even know what i'm watching at this point no. madness <laughs> it, it, it a really, little bit of madness it really is um so cat so the uh the uh, kitka and uh, Catwoman and the League decide that they're going to kidnap millionaire Bruce Wayne. Right. They're going to lure Batman into a trap by kidnapping mm-hmm. millionaire Bruce Wayne. Right. Not knowing that sure. millionaire Bruce Wayne is Batman. Well, obviously, this yes. is the sort of the wah wah. Yeah. So they end up in this like really, really awkward but funny like 60s like. Oh, tumble into bed together thing. <laughs> yes. You know, whereas this romance between them. Uh, meanwhile, Lee Merriweather as Kitka is rolling all of her R's like Catwoman does. And I'm like, right. World's greatest detective, my ass. <laughs> she even says it's a perfect, perfect evening at some point. Yeah. And, he, and I feel like he looks at her like gives her a look at that point and then he's just like whatever because we're and, supposed to believe he's so smitten. And then one of the, my favorite things of all time. The Joker, Penguin, and Riddler jump into a window wearing masks. Why is the Joker wearing a mask? And it's not like it's not like they kick in the door. They jump through a window. Yo ho. Yo ho. They're they're on land now, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't, still, They've committed. It's, it's a maritime point. offense at this point. <laughs> I was I was like, what in the world is going on here? Uh, I, first of all, I, I was laughing so hard oh, at yeah. the Joker wearing a mask. Like, wh- he's the Joker. <laughs> I don't I don't know at this point. They've got I mean, there's so many little touches. They all have their own private personalized little cubbies on the submarine. Yes. That are labeled. It says like private riddles, right. private jokes. <laughs> Penguin food. <laughs> Penguins of fish swimming around in a tank. Oh God! It's a, there's a lot of touches in this movie that any movie nowadays could take like notes from. Of like, you could tell the set designers were just having fun. Oh yeah! Like there was this. There's this gorgeous mural of like the underworld of crime, whatever they call yeah. themselves, in the background, and it's never even like really highlighted. It's just kind of yeah. shown in the background, but you're just like. Someone took time to paint this gorgeous mural. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't. Well, I, and then you're kind of wondering in the context of the movie, like, did they get some, like, did they actually get a, a painter? Does, is one of them, like, just really yeah. gifted? Yeah. <laughs> is Seaman Jonesy number four going to do, do that? You know, it's like, it's like, wow. I just, it's, it's really, really, like, tip top. There's always a lot to look at and there's always a lot going on in the frame in a good way not never in a way that that makes it seem really busy yeah so they're able to kidnap him and they take him to like the secret lair like they take bruce wayne to the secret lair Mm -hmm. and of course robin finds out about it and he's running up and down the stairs like a (laughs) madman it's some weird scene burt ward i don't know what he was doing burt ward who was like 40 when this movie was shot Hey, he he tumbles around. He's doing he's his thing. Doing his thing, um, which leads to like three protracted fights where ba- or Bruce Wayne fights the Riddler, the Joker, yeah. and the Penguin. Right. You know, not knowing that, and, and Catwoman's there too, and like he doesn't realize once again that Kitka is Catwoman, world's greatest detective. My ass. Mm-hmm. 
well, this this is I I said to my wife because we were talking about that too, and I I said you have to assume that this this is how you watch like Mission Impossible. I, you yeah. have to assume that this exists in a universe where people are just so dumb i guess at like facial recognition like all you have to do is like cover your eyes and and someone's it right in front of someone and they're like like it's like when you have a baby and you cover your eye like peekaboo and oh, you yeah. cover your eyes and they're like where did you go like if you did that to batman he would be like ah! you disappeared <laughs> it turns into the tick <laughs> <laughs> that's my only explanation yeah um <laughs> <laughs> My God, oh. he disappeared. Oh, you know what we totally forgot about? We forgot about the se- the, the five-minute sequence of them s- strapped to the buoy. Oh, <laughs> yes. And they do one of my... Something that I, I love and hate, where it's like, you think they explode, and then it like cuts to them, and they're back on the boat, and they're like, those porpoises jumped in the <laughs> way of yes! the torpedoes. Yes, the dolphins! That we don't see. We don't... It's like, we can't obviously afford to show that. Oh God! So yeah, so, it is what it is. So after these two protracted fights, and there's one time where Bruce Wayne like jumps behind this uh, like a room divider, and I was totally expecting him to jump up as Batman, <laughs> but he didn't. I was like, oh, that was a missed opportunity yeah. right there. But uh, Bruce Wayne manages to escape, uh, and as he and Robin, as he makes his way back to the Batcave, he and Robin come across Commodore Schmidlap. No, it's not the Commodore. Uh, it's yep. it's the penguin in disguise. And they and for some reason this they pick up on immediately. Yes. For some reason right away like they can't tell that Kitka that, is Catwoman. Right, because she has a bandana in front of her face. Yeah. She's as disguised as the Hamburglar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Robin at this point. Yeah, exactly. And yet he's a doing a pretty convincing, you know, Commodore, it, yeah, uh, of a man that I don't think that Batman's ever met. Well, I don't think it helps that he's constantly going. <laughs> he's doing like a Dick Cheney impression right. throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so they pick this up immediately, and they're like, "It's clearly the Penguin." But what are we gonna do? Oh my god! And then they <laughs> they take him back to the Batcave. Yeah. After their call, car mysteriously. Uh, uh, no, before oh, yeah, yeah, before beforehand. that happens, they take him back, and he's got all of the dehydrated and pirates. He's, he's making this big thing about how he's got to get a drink of water, and it's this like, all right, you can go get your drink of water, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna go get some water. <laughs> Will you go get some water? It's right over there. All right, I'm gonna go get some water. So it's like, what is this whole scene about? <laughs> so he's gonna rehydrate the pirates. Yeah, but he uses the super bat water. Yeah. <laughs> And it causes the pirates to explode. explode. They explode. <laughs> they turn into antimatter. Yes. And so as they're taking the penguin away in the car, the car mysteriously breaks down. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I think he's like... Uh, American-made Batmobiles. <laughs> he's like, I have to regalvanize the tires, old Jim. And, <laughs> you know, and they're able... And then Penguin's able to steal the Batmobile. Right, he just goes like... And like sprays poison at them and <laughs> no, drives the away. The best part is, is is that Batman, in realizing something's up, goes to Robin and says, "Take this pill." Like right. just like I'm like, oh, that's really date rapey. <laughs> <laughs> Take this pill; it'll make you feel really good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, at that point, I was just like, I don't know what is going on at this point. Yeah. So they follow him on the bat cycle. Yeah. 
Uh, the, yeah, the, and, uh, which splits the two right against the helicopter so they could both get into the helicopter. <laughs> I was like, that, that was... hardly seemed necessary. <laughs> He's like, I put in the feature, we're going to use it, damn it. It's like bat go-kart, I think is what he called it. <laughs> bat cart. Bat cart. Um, which leads, by the way, uh, this, uh, um, they... They have to go. So the the villains go to the United World headquarters, right? Where they take out. I think I, I, I think just, this is like the fourth episode, episode of yeah. this at this point. Yeah, they're they're going to use a dehydrator on the Security Council, yeah, which is the United States, the Soviet Union, West Germany, the UK, um, Nigeria. For some odd uh-huh. reason, is on Nigeria. Security. I believe Japan and Israel. Yeah, Japan. Yeah, and the, the best thing is, is like I was texting you about it. And you're like, just thank God they didn't put. Africa, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which they could have done easily. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is as they're dehydrating them, they're still arguing amongst yeah, they each don't other. Notice. They don't. Yeah, I think See, that, that's a that's a statement. That's on political our... commentary mm-hmm. in your Batman sixty six movie. Exactly. Hey, it's the late sixties. Yes, um, you're all arguing about Vietnam. Yes, uh, <laughs> they so they take the rehydrated uh, the dehydrated. Uh, Villains and uh, the re- the dehydrated security council into the submarine. Right, um, they sweep them up with tiny little dustpans and put them into tubes. Oh God! You know what I totally forgot to talk about the bomb. The bomb. Did we talk about that's? Yeah, I think that's right before. I don't remember that's when right that before, happens. Because then then they get the clue about the United World Council up in oh, the air. Right, right, it's right. Skywriting in perfectly legible letters. Some days you just can't, can't get, get rid of a bomb. The famous scene where mm-hmm. Batman is running around with a giant round bomb, and it's the greatest thing because he's running around and it's like I'll throw it over here. Oh no, there's nuns. <laughs> and then there's and a, it's like I'll throw it over here. Oh no, it's tourists. It's a marching band, right? And then a marching band, and then there's ducks. Oh, there's a, there's like, a love in a boat yeah then there's ducks and then he's like some days you can't get rid of bomb. right and then he's running around and it's like the nuns again and then, <laughs> he's like all oh, right the nuns i forgot about the nuns <laughs> oh, the nuns i forgot about the nuns and then he then he, the bomb explodes and everyone's like oh no batman and he's like ah oh, no i just ducked behind the barrel <laughs> i threw it away at the last possible second <laughs> off screen again mm. the just, best i i don't know how that happened I don't know the planning behind that, but it is brilliant. It's the best thing. It's the it's this giant cartoon bomb. So yeah, and it's it, amazing. Yeah, it's like something out of Looney Tunes. Yeah, something completely out of Looney Tunes. So the they get in the helicopter and they're circling around the submarine. Yeah, and Robin has like a sonic bazooka that he's <laughs> shooting at the submarine. Ah, the bat charges. Oh, ah. my God. And it's knocking the submarine back and forth. Which is just an opportunity for all the actors to just kind of stumble around and fall and over very things. Very Star Trek. And, yeah. yeah. Do pratfalls. Yeah. And it's like, they have to do the chain of command. Uh, they got the little penguin thing where they're like, <laughs> right. you know, hard to starboard. Right. <laughs> Yo-ho! I think they just wanted to reuse the set from Run Silent, Run Deep. Yeah, maybe. Which actually the penguin says, he goes, Run Silent, Run Deep. He sure does. Yes. Um, it might be the set and they just painted it purple. Oh my god! Uh, it's just the set that they painted purple. <laughs> it might be. Um, it, James Mason is other. What am I doing down here? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> oh man, I want to put Jurgen Prack now. Now as the Joker. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, 
Yeah, and so the 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 submarine, as you see, like the World Council is like slowly going tipping over. And it's not. It's not even slowly. It's clearly on a thing, and it's it's not even like teetering. It's at some point literally bouncing back and forth. It's completely flattening because of whatever they had it on. They had it like in a little beak, like a like a like a test tube, like. Well, so, right, yeah. but like whatever the prop oh. was actually on, yeah. was literally like. It was like, okay, maybe turn it down a little bit because it's literally falling completely horizontal. <laughs> oh, and then, so as the boat is, is yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, but they do it like eight times. Like the rule yeah, is yeah. three. It's, it keeps going. It just keeps going. They were going. really Milking dragging for that time. out. Yeah. So the submarine surfaces, which leads to the final. The single greatest thing in the movie. <laughs> well, what's, what's that? All of the, the fighting. fighting. <laughs> And jumping into the water. Like, it's clearly all of them on this goofy floating set. Oh, my God. And they're jumping in the water, and Lee Merriweather comes out and just shoves Batman in the water. And it's he's like, heartbroken because his love, Miss Kitka's Catwoman. Right. He After they he follows her into the sub, and she falls down, and her mask comes off. And then he's like, <gasps> Miss Kitka. Oh, my God. Yeah, <sighs> uh, it's... It, it's um it's amazing. That fight goes on yeah. for twenty minutes. Yeah. And it's it's great. It's middle aged, out of shape, sixties <laughs> actors wearing polyester <laughs> who obviously smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. Probably. Trying to be athletic on a floating set. Yeah. It is wonderful. Yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah, and uh and of course, Batman's able to save the day, and he puts uh, he gives the security council back, rehydrates right, he, them, right? Using the bat centrifuge, the bat centrifuge, rehydrates L- them. Little mix up with yeah. the uh, the languages, yeah. But they're all speaking each other's yeah. languages now. Yes, it's Be- the only difference yes. that we know of. <laughs> they're all, and they just keep fighting. That's all. They, they, right. It's act like nothing happens. Another political commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the United Nations. It's it's the first step towards a new world order. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, and that's pretty much the end. But I, I did want to say one of my favorite lines. I, I wrote it down. What weighs six ounces, sits in a tree, and is very dangerous? A sparrow with a machine gun. Oh, God. We'll, we have to talk about that later. Oh, my God. And the, wait, how do you give 13 apples? Uh, you have 12 apples. and How do, uh, how how do, you, do, you, how do you divide I, 16 apples among 17 people? people? Yeah. Make applesauce. Apple well, uh, no, it, it was just. That's <laughs> the only one that actually kind of makes sense. Well, uh, I was, no, it was, and actually it was how do you give 17 apples to 16 people? How do you divide 17 apples equally among 16 people? And I was like, you no, just. No, it's the reverse. It's, I, is it? It's 16 among se- 17 people. And that's, and that's the answer. It's like, you know, that was the only one that actually made sense no, to me. No, here the it rest- is. Here it goes. How do you divide 17 apples among 16 people? Oh. And he said, and Robin says, make applesauce. And I said, you, you just eat one. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gets an extra apple, oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You can cut Rochambeau it. for it? <laughs> Rochambeau for it. You for it, old chum. Oh, my God. There's some lines in this that it's, I, I don't know. Like, what comes, well, the egg one is the one that made sense. Yeah, that one yeah. was. Uh, yeah, that one worked too. But yeah. oh my gosh, uh, what, what goes up white and comes down yellow and white? Yeah. And egg. I'm like, that's a lazy. That's a lazy riddle, but still makes sense. It works. It's no ballpoint banana. I mean, let's just be fair. This was the time of leaded gasoline, so we're just lucky the era was string together a sentence. Pretty fishy. What happened to me on that ladder? 
You mean, where there's a fish, there could be a penguin. But wait! It happened at sea. Sea? Sea for Catwoman! Yet, that exploding shark was pulling my leg. The Joker! It all adds up to a sinister riddle. Riddle-er. Riddler? All right. That was the quickest recap we ever did. Well, it's really just going through the highlights. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot that happens, and yet there's not a lot that, that happens. Have, no. The, the fact that I was able to watch this sober and completely enjoy it is, is a testament to this, uh, mm-hmm. to this movie. All right, so I'm going to go over just a couple production notes. Um, so the Batman 1966 TV series originally was supposed to be a much more serious thing. It was supposed to be like Man from U.N.C.L.E., The Prisoner, mm-hmm. you know, kind of those uh, Mission Impossible style where everything was taken very seriously. The They originally wanted Mike Henry, who was a football player, to play Batman. Hmm. But then the deal fell through, and um, 20th Century Fox handed the project to William Dozier, and he's like the godfather of this whole thing. Yeah. He saw it. He never read a Batman comic in his life. He sat down, read some comics, and he was like, there's no way we could take this material seriously. <laughs> this was the 50s, 60s, and we talked about this, I think, in the Batman versus Superman podcast, where we mentioned that Batman at this time was silly. He would walk down the street in, in broad daylight, so waving to people and being like, "Hello, citizens!" <laughs> right. It's a lot of what the Tick took its inspiration from. Mm-hmm. That the Tick was the 1950s and 60s Batman, and he said, "No, let's turn this into a Technicolor Wonderfest." <laughs> um, you know, it's pop art candy, is yeah. what he said for kids a lot too. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's very kid friendly. Not just because everything on TV was, but more so than than some of those other shows you mentioned. Yeah, so they they cast Adam West and Burt Ward, of course, as the characters. Adam West, uh, not he was just a respected TV actor. He was one of those guys that would, you know, show up to set. He'd probably do an episode of Bonanza, an episode of Stagecoach, an episode of like Dupont Theater. <laughs> I keep on going to Dupont <laughs> because it's the one thing right. you know. He would do that, and same thing with Burt Ward. You know, Burt Ward was a teen idol sort of thing going on there, and they came up yeah, with this. Was. They came up with this formula for just getting character actors, like f- not famous character actors, but character actors who are you know working TV actors to come in and play regular these villains who would come in. So you had people like Burgess Meredith. Who we all know is Rocky. Like we all think he's relatively famous, but Rocky came out in seventy-seven, right? Yeah, seventy-six. Yeah, seventy-six. Mm-hmm. So it's you have this actor who was just known for playing these bit parts come in, and everyone loved him, so they'd always have a Penguin script. Cesar Romero as the Joker, um, well-respected Latin actor who would do you know a lot of you know Hispanic soap operas. He was a Spanish speaker. Um, lifelong bachelor. People think he's closeted gay. It doesn't really matter, but it's some mm-hmm. of the background one of, of those the joke. Things, yeah, right? one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, Catwoman in the first season of this movie. And oh, so getting back to it, this movie was supposed to be the kind of the pilot for. It, it was supposed to drum up, you know, uh, a lot right. of a lot of uh, yeah. media and support for it. But mm-hmm. it actually came out after the first season had had happened. It was filmed kind of before, but it came out like midway through at the end of the first season. So that's why you have Lee Merriweather playing Catwoman. But on the first season of first and second season of the TV show, it was Julie Newmar, made famous by the drag movie Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. There you go. Um, and also season three, played by Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Yes. Our <laughs> President Jack uh, Johnson, bring our boys home. Uh, <laughs> Wow. 
Um, and uh, you have Frank Gorshin uh, playing the Riddler. Frank Gorshin. Uh, I only really knew him from playing the black and white guy from that episode of Star Trek. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he's not really. I, I didn't really know him from a lot. Yeah, um, he he plays the the I think the he white was a, black guy. I think he was the, a soaps guy. Yeah, too. Yeah. So not really our wheelhouse. He didn't play the white black guy. He played the black white guy. <laughs> right, and it was <laughs> so where you had to learn about racism from Star Trek. Yeah, let this be our last battlefield. By the way, season three episode really good. Hmm. Um. I think it's season three, but anyway. Um, so you, but that was the thing is like you'd have this, and it ran for the first two seasons. Um, the third season they brought on Yvonne Craig f- as playing uh, Batgirl, mm-hmm. um, and they would have these, and it, they would be one-off villains, and they'd always have these gags of like people popping out of windows in character of like characters who were famous in the 1960s, but we would have no idea who they are, and they'd be like, right. my dad would be laughing, and he's like. Don't you know who that is? That's <laughs> some so and so. Yeah, that's that's so John. That's, that's John Rockin' Nuts. He, he played Jimmy Doohan on on the Rifleman. On the Rifleman, exactly. And I'd be like, I, I I don't know what that is. But they would get like people like Vincent Price to play Egghead, right? Our yep. favorite Vincent Price. Oh, <laughs> I love it with his egg-related crimes. <laughs> Art Carney, I think, was the Clock King, and they would have uh, the Mad Hatter and. Uh, well, I'll get uh, I'll get into this later because I, I we don't have a second segment because we're doing recasting. So I, I have a a little trivia quiz for you. Ooh. Yes, yes. Uh, just just a couple questions to see oh, if you what, your your knowledge of, of Batman. Nice of the nineteen sixty six Batman, and they would do this, and it was insane. So I mean, that's kind of the the basis of it. it. It was canceled after the third season because of uh, lower ratings. It actually was picked up for a fourth season, but the problem was was after the third season. They thought they were canceled, so they destroyed all the sets. <laughs> and these sets cost thousands of dollars to make. And as we were talking, they're very intricately built. Like the Batcave oh, yeah. is a very famous set and all this, and they just killed it. Yeah. Like the Batmobile was like this custom car that was in a garage for years afterwards. And now, it, now every once in a while they sell for – like there's like three or four of them that sell for a ton of money. Hmm. The Bat Cycle and all that. Mm-hmm. So the Batman 66 movie. Kevin – what do we have to say about this movie? Um, before I get into my thoughts, uh, I have to quote my wife, uh, the, the thing she said that made me laugh, which was, uh, wow, check out the thigh gap on Burt Ward. <laughs> <laughs> so she was obviously noticing the important details. Well, they probably had him wear a dance belt. And uh, <laughs> I'm a theater guy, so I've had yeah. to wear them before. When you wear a dance belt, that that's that's you get hoisted by your own petard with one of those. So you <laughs> everything's yeah, held in. Everything's yeah, it goes inside. Held way way, way up. In. Yeah, uh, and like everyone is so out of shape, in shape in this movie <laughs> for wearing like lycra or whatever they're wearing at the time spandex. Yeah. They are really out of shape. Not everyone. Lee Merriweather looked oh, all well, right. Oh well, she's I mean, she's got the right shape. She's dancing they, around. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, there's so much. There's so much to talk about. Like, where do we start? So, what I really enjoyed about this is I felt like this was very, like, proto, like, the Z-A-Z, like, the Zucker Abrams Zucker. Like, yeah. That level, like, airplane, like, that level of humor. I got definite, like, Leslie Nielsen vibes from Adam West's portrayal here, where this absolute ridiculous nonsense is going on around him and the best thing that he could have done is play it 
100% straight. He never winks at the camera. He never acknowledges how goofy it is that he's got eyebrows penciled on <laughs> to his mask, his cowl for some reason. Purple eyebrows. It's great. I more, don't know why. I mean, purple. it's, it's got to be like just for TV. I mean, color TV then obviously looks well, a little that, different than we're watching it now in the HD. So certain things are probably popping. And you got to imagine, did, you got to imagine being a kid and turning on, turning that onto the TV and seeing that. Yeah, it would have just blown your mind. <sighs> no question. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, everyone's really <clears throat> committed to the goofiness of their character. They really commit. They. Everyone commits. And I'm not talking just like, like, Commodore Schmidlap does come in like a side character in a Marx Brothers movie. Sure. Fake beard and everything. <laughs> Sitting there reading right. his book as the submarine is rocking back and forth. Right. And he's smell, and he doesn't notice that he's the kidnapped. Joker. He doesn't yeah. notice that he's kidnapped. He yeah. Look, like, it's a drawing of, or like a photo. It's like, of the ocean, and he's smelling it, and they're playing a fake foghorn, <laughs> and he's just like, ah, oh, the sea air. <laughs> like, that is straight out of a cartoon, or Marx Brothers. It's very vaudeville. Yeah, and like, and I think that's kind of what I really, I think that's kind of like hitting it on the head of why it works so well, is because it's goofy, but yeah. it's played so straight, but not dark straight. It's played... Right. Yeah. They wouldn't have had a sense of like what we are well, doing now. Yeah. I think one of the things that I was uh, that disappointed me was that after like those first few shots, like the car going down the express with this crane shot or helicopter shot of the mm-hmm. car going down the, the 405 or whatever it was filmed and this helicopter shot, it's like it kind of goes to straight TV kind of filming. Yes. Like very Desilu Productions, Paramount Studios, yep. black box theater way of. Yeah, they didn't get outside much. The only, I mean, there was a handful of moments, but they were still very TV oriented. The only other one that they had was where they're clearly literally on the streets of mm-hmm. like wherever it was, like downtown LA or wherever yeah. they were, and they're actually running, and they're crowd shots. And oh you my can God, tell- that scene where he goes, the fa- we're both in tip-top shape. The yeah. fastest <laughs> way to get there is to run. Is to run. They're like, Do you, should we commandeer a cab? And he's like, not in this, <laughs> not, <laughs> not in this time <laughs> of day. day. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a, that's a traffic joke. <laughs> It is a Tuesday. It's like a Tuesday afternoon. This all takes place in but they, two, over two days. They decide to run to the United World Building or the yeah, <laughs> and they're running down the street, and people are just looking at them. Right, they're in costume, and the and the oh cameras God. back away is probably in another building. Yeah, and they're clearly just on a street, and all these yeah. people, you know, probably didn't sign waivers. You know, and one one thing that I do appreciate, and it's kind of cliche at this point, but it's something that the '66 Batman really kind of pioneered is that is the dutch angle that happens throughout the throughout the movie mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of unique but i would have liked to have seen more like funky camera angles mm-hmm. and stuff like that maybe maybe do a crane shot or maybe do like a slow zoom or something like that mm-hmm. i mean it was all just blocking like camera still camera on blocking and like every once in a while they'd move a little especially with the fight scenes yeah. but they would do cuts and things like that but I kind of wish they had done a little bit more with the the camera work. Um, but the, yeah, the Dutch angle is actually, it, I think it was originally called the Deutsch angle because oh, it was F.W. Murnau who kind of started it, mm-hmm. uh, who was German. Um, but it kind of became a thing throughout the, you know, uh, German new wave cinema. 
And it, he brought it over, and William Dozier brought it in as a way of showing how crooked the villains were by making the camera right. crooked. So every villain, if you notice, has his own angle. Okay. It's sure. not something that you would notice unless you read it in like the comments, mm-hmm. but they yeah, right. Yeah. Every every villain has their own specific Dutch angle that they do in like the zooms and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting to do, but I kind of wish that they had maybe Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm been... not I'm not asking for Orson Welles Batman no, no, no. here. <laughs> well, no. I mean, you're you right. You see Kevin, they showed the ceiling of Wayne Manor. <laughs> I mean, there's. You're right. I, I I think there was a couple things kind of precluding, like prohibiting that. Rather, like the fact that it was this was a a TV show. Yeah. You know, this wasn't like a feature film that someone was doing. And you're also kind of in that weird transitional period where, like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde wouldn't be nominated for an Academy Award until you know '68, I think yeah. it was, and so we're still in a little bit of like the tail end of old Hollywood. So there was still like, if you're going to make a movie, you know, there were certain sort of rules that were followed. I mean, I think there was a lot kind of going on that you weren't going to get, you know, an art house Batman movie. Oh no, I, I wouldn't expect an art house movie, but I was just, I'm just saying like, they could have right. done something with a little bit. It would have been interesting if they had gotten uh, a different director, like an actual like film director. Cause yeah. The, Cause he's the, a TV director, right? He's a yeah. TV director and he did some interesting things, but even so they were still not unlike things you would see on TV. But what I have to say is at least the camera and the the set design, the costume design made it interesting to watch. Oh yes. Yeah, I I don't know if I could sit my 4-year my 5-year she's 5 now. My 5-year-old in front of the TV and have her watch it. Maybe parts, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe parts, but I I just I don't think it would Yeah. It would jive really that well. I mean, Mm -hmm. not for a kid nowadays, but I mean, like me watching it, at least it was interesting. Kept my attention to the Technicolor and the and the like weird Dreamweaver scenes whenever he's with Kitka where it's like goes sparkly. (laughs) Right. It plays a theme from a love story. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Love means never having to say I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My God. I love Lee Merriweather in this movie. Every I everything She's good. She meows up a storm. She she meows off camera. Like she's not in the frame and you can hear, hear her, her meowing exactly. in the background. It's amazing. It's like why can't we have this nowadays? What did we do wrong as a civilization besides nominating Donald Trump to be the Republican candidate <laughs> that we can't get something fun like this anymore? I don't know. What do we have now? Gotham. Ugh, and that, that 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 shows just depressing to watch. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know what you love about Batman? Not having Batman, <laughs> right? It's what's Patton Oswalt's bit about the the Star Wars prequels, that famous bit where he's like Darth Vader, <laughs> this great villain. Oh yeah, now you get to see, see him, him as, as a, a little look. kid. <laughs> you know Boba Fett? Yeah, I love Boba Fett. Guess what, kid. <laughs> like Batman. It's a little kid. The least interesting time of Batman's origin. Well, you know, and I th- I do... Uh, I, I understand, like, the timeline. You had the 66 Batman, it ran to 69, 70, and then you have the 89 Batman, which is a reaction, almost, to the Adam West Batman. Like, I remember things hearing about things in the, the 89 Batman, 
like hearing the stories about like how Adam West was like, how come I can't play Batman? Adam West, you're 60 years old. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, kids want to see the original Batman. Yeah. (laughs) 100% pure Pure West. I I definitely made that reference while we were watching. (laughs) Yes. Um, and by the way, if you if you like Adam West and you you like his him on 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 uh, Family Guy and all that stuff, go look for Wormwood tonight. Mm. It is a pilot considered one to be one of the best pilots of all time that mm. was never picked up. It is Adam West plays a retired talk show host who solves mysteries. It was written by Conan oh, O'Brien. I think you told yeah. me about this because I've heard about this before. Genius, huh? I mean. Poor Adam West. He, Adam West, Burt Ward, a lot. They didn't have a really big career after Batman. They were typecast. Yvonne mm-hmm. Craig too, his Batgirl. Um, they they've made a resurgence lately. Adam West got a lot of nostalgia factor. Seth MacFarlane is single handedly like behind his resurgence, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you could go check out back to, back to back to the Bat Cave, which is a kind of a pseudo documentary that they did, mm-hmm. and there is the new Batman animated movie that's coming out with. Yeah. That's it's uh, Julie Newmar as Catwoman mm-hmm. and Burt Ward and Adam West reprising the voices. Yeah, because everyone else is dead. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of dead people. Yvonne Craig died. Mm-hmm. She just died recently too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cesar Romero died mm-hmm. in eighty. 80- Burgess Meredith's gone. They all died of lung cancer too. <laughs> <laughs> Burgess yeah. Meredith's dead. Frank Gorshin's dead. Vincent Price is dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> dead, dead, dead. Um, yeah, and it's just. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I I just I can't get over the joy and the love that's put into this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think coming from the fact that we just watched the last three DC movies that we watched were Suicide Squad, yeah. Batman v Supes, mm-hmm. and Man of Steel. Right. And then you watch this, and you're just like, what did we do wrong? <laughs> Kevin, what did we do wrong as a civilization? <sighs> Well, and that, getting back to my original point is that the '89 Batman was a reaction to the '66 Batman. Right. They wanted to go in opposite tone. They did. They thought they did, but we didn't really find out that they could go super dark until you know '08. <laughs> right? Yeah, the, really, really dark. Yeah, because they they did the '89 Batman, Batman Returns. Then Schumacher got a hold of it and kind of turned it into the '66 Batman a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, and then they, of course, Nolan was just like Nolan did his thing. Nolan did his thing. And, it, you know, now I think people are starting to kind of come back and appreciate this weird relic of the 60s that is Batman. It's interesting, like, right when the movie started, my wife was like, you know, just, I don't think she expected just how silly it was going to be. Yeah. And she was really put off by it kind of right away. Just like, what on earth are we watching? Like, it's so silly. And I'm like, you kind of got to give it a second, like, to get into the movies kind of yeah. groove. And she's she had asked she said like how did comic books like comic book movies ever get to be taken seriously if kind of this was where they were at one point and I don't know I feel like that's sort of a loaded question like I think we could spend a lot of time probably too oh, much I, time I, I, unpacking I could actually, that I could give it like a, a pretty good answer on I that think one, it, I, yeah. I think it has to do a lot with. Um, you know, sort of the the whole man child concept and and that kind of thing of like, you know, things initially originally designed for children being suddenly 
like okay for adults to like and then now it's like well people will will pay for it well in reality it took until uh 79 with superman yeah when all the kids who grew up watching the superman serials back in you know Mm -hmm. the 50s were old enough to be like hey i remember superman from when i was a kid right let's go see this in the movies right and people who were adults in the 60s didn't grow up on a lot of that kind of entertainment i mean there were earlier serials but like well the kids who grew up the kids who grew up in the 60s watching batman in 66 and 69 20 years later when they have kids what comes out batman 1989 yeah so it kind of is is cyclical like that now we're just on a giant ouroboros of comic books (laughs) eating themselves (laughs) right (laughs) yeah no it's becoming a little much yeah i mean like there's not much you could say on plot with this movie because it's it's silly no it's it's if you've ever seen an episode of the show this is essentially three or four episodes of the show stitched together yeah it's you know the each set each sequence even though they kind of bleed into each other each sequence is its own there's like there's the whole initial thing yeah where they're trying to find the boat and then there's the next initial thing with um bruce kidnapping right getting kidnapped that's kind of its own thing and then the penguin yeah the penguin's own thing then the submarine attack is its thing yeah exactly yeah so there's kind of good four-act structure there kevin (laughs) pretty much i mean it's i don't even want to call it that because it's almost like it's almost like the 12 act structure like each had its own three acts still everything made more sense uh linearly than dark knight rises (laughs) that's very true (laughs) (laughs) this was a better movie i think than the dark knight rises they were very if i take off the mask will it kill him old chum (laughs) apples and oranges on some level oh my god yeah could you imagine like I, I couldn't. I can't. Lauren Green. Lauren Green as Bane. <laughs> <laughs> That's who'd play Bane. Yeah. Really oh. No, I, I. I don't know. No, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's not to be taken seriously. Oh yeah. But it is a. It is a wonderful little artifact. And I'm very glad that it's streaming on Netflix. If you have Netflix Instant, which I'm sure you do, yeah. Now it is. I I think the more important thing is is that we kind of just. I think we both agree that this it kind of has a place in in serious Americana. Yeah, like maybe not the movie itself, but the concept of the '66 Batman show really resonates. I think with the I would say the idea of the American dream, that almost like that that white picket fence idealism of america hmm. the, I, I don't know if that makes sense to you but it's kind of so like- it's the it's one of the kinds of things that you can picture being on and i think it's the fact that because it did come out during such a you know turbulent time yeah. um, <laughs> right every time i say turbulent time all along the watchtower starts playing um it, it's it's got a holdover feel where despite being weirdly psychedelic like it has flashes of that but it's still very wholesome and and it and it's it, very wholesome entertainment and it ages i think like it's it's like star trek like where, yeah mm-hmm. where it like it it ages well in spite of itself i think i think exactly i think in spite of i think despite of Despite and also somehow because of how goofy it is, I think that's what keeps it. Yeah, I mean, like relevant. Think about it. It's like people aren't in period clothes. People are they're wearing 
fantastic costumes mm-hmm. that like I'm watching on HD on my on my giant monitor on my computer and like I'm seeing it pretty up close. I'm like, you really don't see like the seams. Like mm-hmm. you do, but it's like it's not like like it, it looks like it's a cheap costume. It looks like they put love into it. Yeah, the only thing I noticed that I thought that I couldn't stop noticing was, no, it wasn't that. It was uh, Frank Gorshin's green mask uh, briefs. Oh. oh, yeah, they keep bunching. <laughs> no, they're just like, they're just there. It's just, it's clearly just underwear. My it's fav- clearly just green briefs. My favorite thing with Frank Gorshin's Riddler is that he would constantly pull up his mask and pull down his mask, yeah. not over his eyes. Right. It would like if you like pull it down and I'd be like, you could just take a second to adjust. You got to see where you're going there, Riddler. I don't know why he bothered to wear a mask. He kept pulling it up anytime I, he talked to anybody. It's true. It didn't fit, obviously. <laughs> like cut it to his eyes. Yeah, come on and, now. And you know, it's it's weird to say because like Batman, the '66 Batman, is such like one of my father's shows. Yeah, but it's one of the ones that I enjoyed as a kid watching. Like you know, I watched a lot of stuff like Beverly Hillbillies and sure. Yeah, the Andy Griffith show, which I absolutely t- hate. We all had, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's I, tough to watch. That's, that's like Americana that just drives You know me what's a great old TV show that I absolutely love? The Donna Reed show. Uh, no, that's that's Dick Van Dyke. Donna, I know, I know the Donna Reed show. Yeah, I, I can't remember how the theme goes. Yeah, um, the Christmas episode is one of the with uh, Buster Keaton when uh-huh. he does the Santa and visits the, uh, oh, the children's yeah. hospital. Oh yeah, is brings one a tear to your eyes. It does every time. Yeah, that's uh, I, that's annual Christmas viewing. I always liked the Patty Duke show. When I was a kid. Yeah, Patty Duke was okay. Because Patty Duke was hot. Well. And even as like an eight-year-old watching it, I was like, Patty Duke is hot. <laughs> that was the one that was always on, I think, like last. Yeah. So I would all, on Nick at Night, when like that block would end, and I'd get up really early to watch cartoons. If I got up too early, I'd catch the Patty, Patty Duke, Duke because yeah. it would be on at like six or 6.30. God, I, my thought, when Nick at Night first debuted on, like the concept of Nick at Night, now younger, I don't even know if they still do Nick at Night. You know what's what's weird is I noticed the I know last they have TV land. Well, last yeah. time I started paying attention, last time I paid attention to it, it was kind of depressing because that's when that Cosby was one show, of the first cheers. times yeah. I felt old was when it was shows that I watched new. Fresh were Prince now being shown. It's like newer than that. It's like Full House now. Yeah. And like step by step, it was like that TGIF night on ABC, you know? And I was like, oh my God. Well, that's because all the people who watched the original Nick at Night are dead. Are dead. (laughs) (laughs) No, like my father, who was. I, it's where I get like a lot of my TV viewing habits was from my father because mm-hmm. he was an he's an absolute TV fanatic. He loves television. It's one of the few things that like like we really bonded over. Like we would watch Car Fifty Four. Where are you, Mister mm-hmm. Ed? The Donna Reed Show. We watched a lot of. Um, uh, what's the, the Perry Mason mysteries? Ah, yes. Oh God. Mm-hmm. He but he was a, he's a big fan of the Andy Griffith Show. I I can't stand the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. I mean, what's her face? The that that. that girl uh, that girl he dated briefly and i think like the 17th season was really cute but that's all i can think of i just like that wholesomeness of the girls of the 1960s and 70s tv it's those 60s tv shows they had something about it bobby soxers man andy griffith uh the biggest problem was andy griffith is uh was never funny (laughs) well don knotts was the funny part terrible he was just not funny like his his comedy was always terrible yeah well he he just it was wholesome humor it's like it's like listening to garrison keeler yeah (laughs) Yeah, somehow a less funny, funny Garrison, Garrison Keeler. 
which is saying a lot. Exactly. As Kevin, who had to, who probably has watched Prairie Home Companion, the the movie, like oh, three the times. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, with Woody Harrelson, it's not great. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Not among his best. No, certainly not. It was his last though? <laughs> it was his last. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it, the TV like from that era. It Mr. Ed does not age well. No. The Munsters, as funny as a show as it was, does not age well. I don't think. No. You know what kills a lot of it for me is I cringe. Laugh tracks make me cringe, especially fake uh, canned laughter. Yeah. Canned laugh tracks make me... Because you know all those people in the canned laughs are dead. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) You're listening to ghosts laugh, Kevin. (laughs) You're listening to the laughs of ghosts. Their corpse's laughter haunts me in my sleep. <laughs> it's like when Marge sees the poster of the Hang In There. Hang right. In There. Uh, and it's like, they, copyright 1978. Like, <laughs> hanging in there or not, this cat is long dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, those, th- yeah, a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of laugh tracks in a lot of those shows. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, shows can still be funny now, like, I love Lucy is but but there's shows like I Love Lucy or Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. Batman or or Star Trek that for some odd reason are just encapsulate a time period so well that it just it's it just, it becomes Americana at that point. Right. Nobody's going to bat to say like, you know, we need a comprehensive revival of Mr. Ed. But like <laughs> That box set of but for some Batman odd, yeah. comes out and everyone's like they lose their minds. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful to see it, you know, in HD. This to be fair, great. the talking horse genre really died with Hot to Trot in the 1980s. <laughs> 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 like how I got an audible laugh out of you on that one. <laughs> Directed by uh, Bob Goldthwait. Yeah, and not to mention also the Car 54 <laughs> Where Are You movie that starred Buster Poindexter. AKA that guy from the guy uh, from the the oh, wow. the he's in Scrooge the dolls what what, the, the the New York dolls the New York dolls thank yeah. you I was thinking the Dresden dolls but I'm like that's not no, right no it's no. a different band different dolls different dolls yeah uh, just weird also Fred Gwynn mm. in that movie from the Munsters and Kermit oh, DeVore, yeah. where are you Herman Munster and uh, the Judge from My Cousin Vinny <laughs> oh, all right <laughs> the two Utes that about does it. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Cham Kynes Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. Recast. Recasting. Um, so last week we did our top three. This week we're doing our recast. Um, this is a really hard one to do. Batmans are always hard to do. Batmans are always hard to do because yeah. it's like Batman's been done all the time. Yeah. So we thought in honor of this being a very funny movie that where everyone takes it seriously, mm-hmm. we kind of wanted to do a, like a 2000s silly comedy movie. Yeah. Um, for some odd reason in the 2000s, this idea of the silly comedy where they would just throw jokes at the screen nonstop took off. Um, 
you know, probably a, Judd Apatow movies were mm. maybe not as much, but it's more. I think it was a bit of like the funnier die thing. The funnier die, like a lot of internet videos, viral have, yeah. content, and just like yeah. the idea that people will laugh. Like people came back to the idea of like a lot of jokes, jokes. yeah, as opposed to just like the humor coming, the humor being situational. Yeah, it was, there's a lot of jokes. A lot of times, it's it's in character work. A lot of times, mm-hmm. it's in it's in physical comedy. It just it took off. There's a lot of movies from this era, like Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anchorman is probably the one that really kicked it off. But you could go as far as saying like Super Troopers is one mm-hmm. of the early ones of this genre. Wet Hot American Wet Summer. Wet Hot American getting Summer. Getting into that idea. The David Wayne movies. Right. The uh, you know a, a lot of those movies that just and a lot of the parodies as well. Ugh, so those were terrible. Scary though. movie. Yeah. And... Well, the original Scary Movie was pretty funny. Scary Movie one and two were pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um. But then the Waynes brothers did White Chicks and, and Little Man, and it, was, it kind of yeah, went off a cliff. Right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we kind of decided that we were going we were gonna to cast this in that, in that kind of genre. Um, people who have been in silly movies, usually these are pretty, like a, a director or a writer will have a stable of character actors that they right. pick from. They'll show up from movie to movie, Adam McKay will generally pick from a, a handful of people that he uses. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Judd Apatow. Um, you know, Seth Rogen has kind of taken over this role in a lot of ways. A lot of his newer movies are like this. Yeah. Um, the night before, and um, what's the new one that the the food one? Sausage the, party. Sausage party. The or, food or, one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that's about the one that's about food. All right. So starting off, uh, let's just let's just start right off the bat. Who is your Batman's? Uh, your Adam. Your, your are we? Bruce Wayne so Batman. Do we do we give away are we talking about who our directors are? We can so do directors we can kind first. Of yeah. Talk about that wheelhouse because I think we've already we've already mentioned both of them because I know yeah. who yours is. Yeah, I told you mine. I said I'm doing Adam McKay because right. I love the Adam McKay movies. Um uh, uh Anchorman, uh what's what's uh, the Ricky Bobby, the uh, Talladega Knights mm-hmm. and um yeah, Step Brothers. Yeah, and the uh, big short. The big short. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um well, you already mentioned mine as well, um, whether you knew it or not, but uh, I decided since you were going that route, I had to go with Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, so, okay. I thought you were going to do David Wayne. But. We're using their stables yeah. uh, of actors. So my Batman. Yeah, who's your Batman? Uh, my Judd Apatow Batman. Because I loved the way that Adam West um, played this so seriously, played it so straight, um, and he reminded me so much. My uh, my mic is is loose a little bit. Yeah. Um, he reminded me so much of Leslie Nielsen, and I was like, who is a good, common, uh, uh, modern-day Leslie Nielsen? Went with Steve Carell. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So a Steve Carell is sort of a funny, From, like, silly the 40-year-old Batman. virgin. From 40-year-old virgin, yeah. yep. Yeah, it's it's... I could totally see that, um, one hundred percent. Like that, uh, that kind of like just deadpan humor that he can do. Yeah, and he and he tried it, and it didn't quite work when he did get smart. Uh, the get smart, but but it's in that same vein. Get smart isn't quite the same thing because that was pretty goofy too. Yeah, but I think he could he could do something like that now. Like if they yeah. were ever to make another airplane movie, like oh, I yeah. think he would be a good fit. Yeah, the uh, Get Smart is a great show, but that was mainly because it was Mel Brooks doing it. You right, know, exactly. You know, you know, and uh, who played Maxwell Smart? I can't even remember his name. 
The guy who did Tennessee's Huxedo. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, God. I don't oh, know. Oh, God. It's driving me crazy. But anyway. Uh, I'll look it up um, while, you're, while you're saying you're Batman. So my Batman is pretty self-explanatory. If you know I'm doing an Adam McKay as a director, I'm getting the guy who has been pretty much doing that part for years, that Adam West deadpan humor, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Look at him in Anchorman playing a 70s Anchorman, and that is Adam West. <laughs> it's He'd still have to dial it down a little. A little bit. But, but I don't know. At the same time, maybe they all should just ramp it up and yeah, just be absurd. absurd. Yeah. Like, oh my God, did you see that shark? <laughs> All right. It just exploded. Don Adams Don is Adams, who you're going for, by the way. <laughs> Would My you believe wonder? Don Adams? That's a, that's a get smart reference right there. Go ahead. Who's your boy wonder? My uh, my boy wonder uh, from the maligned Judd Apatow movie Funny People, which I actually kind of like. Yeah, I liked about the first three hours of that movie, too. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. Oh, well, of course, because you got to pull Jason Schwartzman into every movie. Why not? So that's what I do. Uh, Jason, I didn't Jason Schwartzman play Robin in a movie at one time or like a, like a short or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it was the no, because it was like Wes Anderson's Batman. Or something no, like that. it was um, the death of Superman that Max Landis directed. Oh, uh, I don't know if you ever saw that. one. I did. I don't think he played Robin, but I think he was in it. I did see that. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, Jason, of course, he's a young guy. And I. I I, th- I think he actually kind of looks like a younger Steve Carell in a lot of ways, too. Sure. Yeah. Um, mine is actually Steve Carell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> from from Anchorman, of course. I could see that, though. Yeah. I could definitely well, see that, even get, at that time. You get a little bit of the, um, uh, like, the ambiguously gay duo yep. kind of going on there a little bit, where he, you know, does the voice and everything like that. Yeah. He could, he could, oh, that would be such a funny pairing, though, too. Have they done anything together? Will Ferrell and Steve Carell? Yeah, what am I... They, mi- the Anchorman. He plays oh, Brick. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I guess I was thinking more of, like, the two of them as the leads. Like, oh, no, like nothing, the other guys yeah. or something no, like that. No, I don't like, think they've done anything like that. I don't that. think he's in that, but, like, something like that. That's, mm-hmm. like, what he does with John C. Riley. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that would be a great pair. Yes, he's an Anchorman. I- yeah. Um, who is your Catwoman? Well, my Catwoman... The only female in this character. Yeah. Which is great, because usually these silly comedies only have one female. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot... There's a couple that you can pull from with Apatow. I didn't get to have a lot of fun with that, because I just assumed he would cast his wife, Leslie Leslie Mann. Yeah, oh, Leslie (laughs) Mann, yeah. (laughs) Which would be a really... Which would be interesting, because I think she would be good at it. She would chew the scenery on that. I think she'd like... Leslie Mann is usually up for anything in a movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I fell in love with her during George of the Jungle, so... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she was adorable in that movie. Oh, sure. Uh, but yeah, of course. That would, it's, it's the only female in the in the movie it would be playing by Leslie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would be like, I'm 50 years old. I can't be doing this. Throughout <laughs> the entire movie. I went with um, someone who worked with Adam McKay and Will Ferrell in Anchorman 2. I went with Kristen Wiig. Oh, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think... like. I had is really hard to pick. Like, do do you take uh, um, what's her face, the blonde from Married with Children? Uh, is that Alicia Silverstone? No, 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 no. no, no. I, I always, I always throw her. I know from Samantha. Ta- who the right. other one? Uh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Or, or you could take. We're uh, blanking, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't. Or Amy Adams from Talladega Nights. Or you know. Any of these... Christine Applegate. Christine Applegate. Sorry, I've yeah. got the IMDb in front of me, but it takes me a second to remember yeah, the Ka- names. Uh, uh, Catherine Hahn. Not Catherine Hahn. Uh, Catherine Hahn, right? 
No. Uh, Han. Jessica. Ke- no, yeah, it's Catherine Han. She's an anchorman, too, as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking Jessica Han, but that's the Playboy model. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of funny... Because like, Catherine Han's, like, older. Right? There's a lot of funny females in these movies. Um, usually, they're a little bit the background, but I think if I'm going to pick the best of the best, I'm picking Kristen Wiig, because sure. she would... She would play that part really well. She would do the cat stuff and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so who do you have as your Joker, a.k.a. Cesar Romero with his painted on mustache? So or painted over mustache. My my three villains, I feel like there were I had so many that's the that was what was kind of fun about this, but also really hard. Oh yeah. Because there were so many great possibilities. But I went with, I don't know if he's actually been in any movies that Apatow has done. Maybe he has as a bit part or something. I'd have to look it up. But definitely he was in Freaks and Geeks, where he got his start, where they all got their start. James Franco. James Franco. <laughs> James Franco's a joke. James Franco Joker. Oh my God, that would be great. Terrifying and also hilarious <laughs> at the same time. The- <laughs> I'll save the joke for later <laughs> on that one. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, James... He would somehow grow a mustache just <laughs> so that he could refuse to shave it. it. <laughs> so it could be painted over. Yes, he would totally do that. I didn't even think you had a mustache. Well, I do. <laughs> Yo-ho. <laughs> I want to see that movie now. Um, I went with uh, Veteran Funny Man and uh, All Around Chameleon. I went with Fred Armisen as my Joker. Okay, yeah, good. From, yeah. uh, from Portlandia, of uh-huh. course. And he's also, he played the club owner and, and uh, Anchorman, you know, like, it's like, yeah. no, you eat the cat poop. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, because I could see him doing, like, a Hispanic accent as He'll the Joker. He'll do Cesar Romero's Joker. He'll do Joker. Cesar Romero's Joker. That's what's great, is we both went for, like, let's do Cesar Romero's Joker. Joker. Well, the Cesar Romero's Joker is so classic. Um, okay, how about your uh, Penguin? You're my penguin uh, is the one that I'm very yes uh, I, I I was very excited about once I realized uh, from the Apatow movie knocked up had a bit part Alan Tudyk <laughs> Tudyk nice really yeah. yeah I remember him he was like the TV producer yep oh. he's even kind of got the the, the the wonky eye he a, does little a little bit, bit like yeah. put the monocle in that and uh, I'll share it on this uh, in the notes or something like that somehow I'll I'll, I'll put it out there uh, when I was sharing my my recasting with a with a friend of mine um, he actually made a quick Photoshop of Alan Tudyk as the, the penguin, the penguin. Uh, and it turned out pretty good. So I'll I'll share that too, just so you can have fun visualizing. It. Oh yes, uh, my penguin. I went with another stable from the Adam McKay, another character from the stable Adam McKay stable. I went with David Keckner. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I I just Adam ah, Keckner. I hate his stand up so much because it's terrible, <laughs> but he's Aww. such a funny actor. Yeah, in just yeah. about every, he's like one of those guys that would be in a Christopher Guest movie and just blend right in. Yeah. And we talked about that, that maybe doing a, a Christopher Guest recasting on this one, but I think that we'd all end up with like the same people. <laughs> yeah. There, there uh, aren't that many people. No. Um, new movie coming out, though. Yeah. Mascots on Netflix. Very excited. Yes. Um, who did you put as your Riddler? My Riddler uh, actually started out as my Joker. Then I realized he'd probably be an okay Penguin. And then once I cast those two, I had no choice but to put him as the Riddler. Uh, from Trainwreck, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. He'd be a great Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. But he'd be good at all of them. Oh, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's because he'd, he'd be great at the voice. I thought you were going to do the trio of, of, of Franco, 
Rogan and uh, what's his face? Uh, um, fat guy. Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, Jonah Hill or um, or uh, uh, Sagal. Oh yeah, Sagal. To just yeah. Do, to just bring uh, make it all the freaks and geeks <laughs> reunion. A, exactly. Yeah. Um, for for me, I went with Will Arnett from Blades of Glory, which is kind of in that same stable. That would be good. Yeah, yeah he'd be really good at it. Yeah, it just it's Will Arnett. I, it, now, don't give him any more riddles. I have to give him riddles. I'm the Riddler. <laughs> Which is great, too, because he's actually playing the voice of Batman in the Lego Batman movie, which is going to yeah. come out, which I cannot wait to review for this podcast. That'll be fun. Um, okay. Uh, who is your Alfred? My Alfred? Um, it was a little tough to find an older actor, but I uh, I pulled out from... I didn't even... I haven't seen it, so I didn't actually know he was in it, but thankfully, I, I you know, IMDb exists. From This Is 40... John Lithgow. Oh, Lithgow. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be <laughs> He would have a lot of fun. Alfred's not in a lot of scenes in this movie, but the you know... The mayor's on the phone for you, Batman. <laughs> but you know he'd yeah. be in a lot of scenes because they're not Oh my Lithgow. God, we didn't even talk about when he's driving the Batmobile with the mask on. With a mask on. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that's obviously Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what his little... Like he's what his alter ego is. Is butler. it is it is it the butler? The butler. Or is it Batman? <laughs> butler a, man, I mean. Butler man. Uh for me I didn't go old. I actually went someone who just would could blend into the character and likes doing that. Yes, Mrs. Wayne. <laughs> I went with Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> oh God, that would be fun. What's he in? He's in uh Anchorman. Is he? Yeah. He, God, I, I can't even remember. Maybe because the last time I saw that, I don't know if was, I knew who Paul F. Tompkins was. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, Paul F. Tompkins, uh, very funny stand-up. Yes. Um, very esoteric stand-up, mm-hmm. but funny nonetheless. And just man of a thousand voices, and they're yeah. all just five of them. Um, but they're great. <laughs> Does a great job with them. all amazing voices. Um, did you have a commissioner gordon i did only because i knew i needed to put seth rogan in this movie so (laughs) seth rogan as my commissioner gordon i don't know if it's a great pick but it's a pick yeah you got you gotta put rogan i knew he'd be in there um i put craig t nelson also from blades of glory as my commissioner (laughs) gordon nice um did you have a an aunt harriet nope i have no more i put jane lynch uh for my chief miles o'hara chief o'hara i put john c Riley. Because I think Chief yeah. O'Reilly and Craig D. Oh, Nelson sure. working off each other in there would just be like, you can't ask who Batman is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't ask him to take off the mask. <laughs> him all like aghast at it, I think <laughs> would work. Um, I also, my Commodore Schmidlap, uh, ah. Fred Willard. Oh, that would be, oh, nice. I, that's perfect. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I did have like, we would just put like Sagal in a fake beard, and he would somehow oh, yeah. he would be the Commodore. That would work perfectly, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so if you didn't know in this movie, Van Williams does the voice of of the of President Johnson in like an oh. uncredited cameo. Van Williams, who played the Green Hornet. Okay, um, that's fine. Uh, I said as an uncredited voice for the President of the United States. Since this is modern times, it would be Obama. I said it would be Tim Meadows. <laughs> nice. <laughs> To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out.
All right. Um, I'm going to do a brief little quiz on the uh, Batman 1960. I'm not going to spend too much time because we talked a lot of time. We took a lot of time already. Um, I'm just going to ask uh, Kevin some questions about the 1966 Batman TV show and see if he knows any of the answers. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, we know Frank. Uh, several of the villains in the Batman universe have been played by multiple people. We know that Catwoman was played by three different actresses, Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather, and Eartha Kitt. Uh-huh. Um, the Riddler Oof. was played by... Frank Gorshin, all of his appearances except one. Do you know who played the Riddler in that one appearance? I do not know. So I will hazard a terrible guess and say Charlton Heston. I will. No, it was not Charlton (laughs) Heston. I will give you one hint. Um, This he was a very famous TV actor playing the head of a family in a 1960s TV show or 70s TV show, actually. 60s. 60s. I think it was 60s, 60s. Sorry. Oh, now I'm all over the place. It's a 60s TV show. It's a 70s TV show. It's a 60s TV show. All right. Uh, oh, my gosh. I have no idea. It was... What if I gave you a hit and said it was Gomez Adams? Oh. It was John Aston. John Aston yeah. played in the one appearance that Frank Gorshin could not be. Uh, John Aston took over as the part. Nice. Uh, and now I'm getting a phone call, so of course. <laughs> it's a problem of using our phones. Phones, yeah. Um, okay, so two very, very famous um, directors played the part of, uh, well, I shouldn't say, one very famous director played the part of Mr. Freeze, and one very famous actor played the part as well, in the, of the three people who played Mr. Freeze. Can you tell me at least one of those two? Ooh, um, famous directors... A famous director and a famous actor. Oh, a famous director and a famous actor. Yeah, bo- both of them played Mr. Freeze at one point. Can you okay. name one of those two who played Mr. Freeze? I will say the director is Peter Bogdanovich. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> and I will say the actor was Charlton Heston. <laughs> No, the director. You're gonna. This is gonna blow your mind when I tell you who the director is. Woody Allen. No, Otto Preminger. Oh, <laughs> wow. And the famous actor who played Mister Freeze, Eli Wallach. Oh, really? Yes. That's fun. Yes, of course. Um, so the I was trying to think of like actor uh, directors from that era that acted, and there really were. I mean, there were like a few. But, like, notable ones that actually, like, got behind, that, that actually got in front of the camera. And, like, Bogdanovich was one of them. And, like, Cassavetes. Yeah, Chuck Cassavetes. <laughs> it could have been Cassavetes. Okay. Um, so, I'm, I'm just pulling up the next question right now. So All right. Okay. So. Uh, I'm 0 for 2. Yes, you are 0 for 2. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> the character of, Sh- uh, the villain of Shandell and Harry was played by a very famous musician. In the 1960s. Shandell and Harry. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I should just say uh, they're twins. It's played by the same person. Oh. But one of them is named Shandell. Okay. And the other the villain is called Harry. Was played by a very famous musician of the 1960s. Who played him? Oof. Shandell would give you a bit of a clue. Hmm. Ah. Uh... Tommy James. No. No, no, no. <laughs> and the Shondells. <laughs> well, that's, that's a, that's a, I was just going for it. Uh, that uh, character of Shandell was played by Liberace. 
Oh God, really? Oh, I was yeah. I was going with like rock music. Yeah, I, I was thinking like think chandelier about... and everything oh, like okay. that. Yeah, that is a good. That's that's good though. Yes. I did. Know, I should have known because I do remember that he was on that show. I just I wouldn't have known the character. Okay, um, just a couple more. Um, another famous uh, musician played. Oh damn it! <laughs> Stupid phone. Uh, another famous musician, a, a singer, played the character of Lola Lasagna. Ooh. Can you tell me who that was? Cher. No, I'll damn. give you a hint. If you guess it, you'll be swell. You'll be great. You're gonna have the whole world on a plate. Oh, I I, I know the song yes. that you're talking about, but uh, it's Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman, yeah. I'm like I, I can hear it, but it's not gonna come. Yes, okay. And then um, <laughs> I was gonna ask you a Joan Collins question. <laughs> um, and then finally, which member? This is one you're gonna get. Okay. Which so. member of the Rat Pack made his appearance? In one of the bat climb car- cameos, the bat, the what? The bat cl- when they're climbing up the building. Oh, on, uh, when they're obviously on their, you know, just. I got to assume it's Dean Martin, right? No, this no? is a famous one. I thought you'd get this one for sure. It was Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, okay, who appeared in the episode "The Clock King's Crazy Crimes." Oh, no, no, I, I really, I mean, you really watched the show. I probably caught one or two episodes in my entire life. I watched one of the things that I used to do when I was working retail. I worked retail with a really with an older gentleman, and we used to have contests to see who could name more of the Batman TV show villains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like you got to think about like some of these actors: uh, Ida Lupino, Joan Collins, Cliff Robertson, Academy Award winning Cliff Robertson, mind you, um, uh, Van Johnson, Jaja Gabor, Carolyn Jones. Well, that was just Lily Munster. I mean, you can't really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Milton Berle. We used to, yeah, and they're all like terrible too. Rudy Valley was Lord Marmaduke Fogg. Like, who remembers that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You, apparently, yeah. Walter Slezak, Barbara Rush. I mean, these are all like people who I remember. Roddy McDowell played uh, the bookworm. I remember that. Oh, really? Yeah. I only like Roddy McDowell because he was in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> he sure was. One way six ounces sits in a tree and is very dangerous. A sparrow with a machine gun. All right, Kevin. The 1966 Batman, the movie. Yeah, so, um, I like it. I mean, I, I, it's, it's hard. It's almost hard to even just rate it because you're like, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, and it's been so long, and it, it, it just doesn't matter. It's like, what grade are you gonna give? You know, any old movie. Really? I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those ones that kind of defies like the, the rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this, I didn't even look it up on, on Rotten Tomatoes because, like, what's the point? I have, yeah, I have no idea. Like, who could, what can you criticize about that movie that, like, like you could say, like, oh, the plot makes no sense. It's, it's, it's Batman. Yeah, it's a Batman. It's from the Batman TV, TV show. show. It's yeah. like, oh, it's really campy. Yeah, it's, it's from, from the, the Batman, Batman TV, TV show. show. All of your criticisms are valid and irrelevant. Yeah, ex- that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's so what it is yeah it's a movie that defies criticism you cannot you you can't make a criticism like something that sticks yeah i think my i think the only thing i could say is is that i the things i wish which is like i wish that they had done more 
camera wise. I wish they had like what you said. They wish they had gotten like a Hollywood director mm-hmm. to do something with it. But it might have made it more than it should have been. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. As I said, I don't want to see the ceiling of Wayne Manor. You know, <laughs> right. I don't want to see the long pan shot through the window of Wayne Manor. Is I mean, actually, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. No, they think about it yeah. like a, like a long crane shot like that. That'd mm-hmm. been pretty good. You know. Uh, and maybe open it up a little bit more, have a lot more of it be outside instead of, like, in the set to run silent, run deep. <laughs> right, the three or four sets that there were. <laughs> oh, my God. That scene. And, w- and I don't even want to call, like, when they're in the, when they go to, like, the council, because it's clearly, like, a conference room in, like, the yeah, studio yeah. where they shot the movie. They're like, well, just shoot it up. Just shoot it upstairs. Just shoot it upstairs. So save us, like, how much? Save us $250. Yeah. Yeah. The, just, uh, there. There. Yeah, just do it in the room where we pitched Green Acres. <laughs> That's right, nuts. right over there. Oh, Eddie Arnold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were thinking Jaja Gabor, weren't you? Yeah. But it wasn't Jaja, it was Ava. Yeah. Jaja wasn't in Green Acres. Common mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and oh that's the one scene they want to mention that I, I totally forgot about was the scene where penguin is sweet penguin and catwoman are sweeping up the dust yeah and he goes ah every one of them has a mother <laughs> it's like what the hell is that? it's like such a danny devito line yeah <laughs> like he would say that in, like batman returns yes so weird so weird oh my god yeah i like, I would give the movie an A just because I think it's a movie that everyone should watch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't even I can't even grade it. It's, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it 30 bats, 30, 30 bat grades. <laughs> I give it a grade of an A bat. <laughs> it's one of those movies that def- it, it defies all comprehension of why this movie was made, why people love it and why it, it works. But it just does. And you can't even compare it to like other movies from. 1966 because it was a tv show like it was it was a tv like you can't it wasn't uh i mean it ran in theaters but oh yeah it was it was big in theaters too i mean it didn't do as well but it just it had a strong run yeah because it was a children's movie and parents don't want to go see a children's movie back then that wasn't a thing right like that didn't become a thing until pixar got invented um but it was like one of those movies that you drop your kids off to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking up what the Academy Awards for 1960, uh, 1966 was. Yeah, um, God. So, uh, well, Bonnie and Clyde actually won Best Picture for the 19. 19- oh no, that's 1967. I was. Yeah, it was a year later. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the what the um, what one best picture um, that year off the top of my head? Um, yeah, but the did. good, the bad, the ugly, you know. But that's that, not even the a Hollywood. That's not even a Hollywood music. Oh, one best picture that well, there year. There you go. With with Lee Marvin winning best actor for Cat Bayou. <laughs> probably a Cat man Baloo, for sorry. all seasons. I'm yeah. guessing that was probably nominated. Robert Wise won for Sound of Music. You know, Doctor Zhivago was like a big movie that year. Yeah, yeah, it's right. So, I don't know. I mean, you, you're not going to compare it to those. Yeah, you can't compare the Batman the movie to Dr. Shivaka. <laughs> Nor would you want to. No, it's, you wouldn't want it's to. It's a long episode of a TV show that's very, very goofy. You know, it, it, it's, you know what I was it's thinking fun too? to talk about. but it, I was thinking this is the Suicide Squad movie that I wanted. <laughs> We're yeah, a bunch of go. villains team With up. all the villains. Yeah. I mean, come on! Like this, this should have, this should have won. This should have, 
this is what it should have been. Right. And I think that's what they kind of tried to do with the with the Suicide Squad, but just it didn't quite hit that kind of fun note that this hit. Like, this is way more fun than... I, and I like Suicide Squad, but this is something yeah. that's just beyond. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone. Go to PlanetArbitrary.com <laughs> for your Planet Arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at Planet Arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at... At K. White Says. Like our Facebook page, backslash comic book logic, where we post all sorts of comic booky stuff. We sure do. Um, uh, one of the best ways you can help out the podcast is to like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you leave us five stars and you say we suck. It doesn't matter as long as we get the five stars. I think that's how the metric works. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned if I know otherwise. You could also help out liking our other sister podcast. You could like Play On, which is all about video games, and uh, Game Classy, which is all about tabletop games. So, Kevin, uh, so before I do the sign off, uh, we got an opening slot for the next movie. Oh, yes, we do. And then we're going to do Luke Cage. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna dabble in TV. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do. We'll we'll, we'll see how the structure works. Yeah, and, uh, we'll 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 figure that out. Yeah. So uh, you know we'll we'll see how it is. We're gonna have to. I I think I'll be able to to watch all the episodes within a four week period. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, probably. I'm just hoping this is not a rehash of Lady Sings the Blues. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so Kevin, until next time, Happy National Batman Day, everyone. Comic, what, logic.